0: Hey guys, thank you for tuning in every week to 4 Guys in a Comic. We really do appreciate you taking the time out of your day to come listen to us and talk about video games, comics, pop culture, and more. Joining us weekly as Tap, Rusty, Matt, or Nova, or even a special other kind of guest bring you all kinds of news and topics in the pop culture world. Be sure to enjoy this episode of 4 Guys in a Comic, and please tune in every weekend... Or at least look anyway to see if we post one uh, for new episodes. Alright, so this week we're going to be talking about a whole bunch of stuff to do with Marvel. And we hope you enjoy the show. It's been a long time. It is The Rusty Surfer aka Alex and I am here with Tap aka Matt and this is a long time coming. It's been a while. Episode of Four Guys in a Comic and what I mean it's been a while. It's probably been like what? 2 for, months a month?
1: For a month? me, it's been For eight, you it's been It's been 8 months for me.
0: Jesus been eight months so this is this is the silver age first appearance of tap over here (laughs) (laughs) it's been a while it's been a while but i mean that that doesn't mean too much a lot's happened that means we're gonna have a lot to talk about
1: a lot has happened
0: yeah there's been a bunch of space in between there and i mean even a bunch of life stuff has happened i mean i don't want to get too personal with you but you've had a lot of different life changes recently in between our span that you've been gone
1: yeah, yeah, there's been a lot going on with the, uh, I don't remember if I announced, like I had a kid, a, a fourth kid, she's getting older now, so that's been fun, and then we had moved, and I know I think I had talked about that, but yeah, we had moved, and then I started doing a lot more uh voiceover gigs, and then got a promotion at the full-time job on top of that, and so I've been dealing with all of that stuff, and so yeah, just... Four kids, a wife, promotion, and voiceover gigs. It's it's been
0: a lot. Sounds like a lot, but you know what? I want to say something to you that I haven't got to uh, say. Salute, you know, cheers to you, man, for all uh, your
1: accomplishments and family I I a, and everything else. I, w- I wish I had a beer down here. I'd join you, but I don't have one.
0: We can just pretend you have a beer. Yeah, <laughs> right? we'll
1: pretend. We'll pretend. In I have mind, one in my I'll just fridge. Think about
0: you. In my mind, I'll just think about you, Stone Cold style, with two beers in your hand, just cracking them together and just pouring like a beer bath.
1: Yeah, and dude, please. We'll,
0: well, it'll be a metaphor. The beer will be your success.
1: Yeah, yeah, please do. <laughs> I actually, I have some beer in my fridge. I just, I was in a hurry to get down here. I didn't even think about grabbing anything. I actually have a couple of uh, sour snozberries sitting in my fridge.
0: Sounds like a good time.
1: Man, yeah, they're delicious.
0: Hey. Well, anyways, we are not here to talk about sour snozberries or beers, and even though they're fun, if you want to crack open a beer and listen to uh, us while you're drinking one, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna hate because I'm drinking one with you. But we have a lot to talk about. Um, this week, we are gonna discuss a bunch of different. We have three things that we're gonna talk about. But first and foremost, I'm not gonna spoil the others. We're just gonna get to the first. Um, I wanted to talk about the Marvel Cinematic Universe movies and Phase 4 that was announced at San Diego Comic-Con a few weeks ago. Um, please note that when we recorded this, you know, it, it's, a week in a, it's a week in the past. So if they we're talking weird and you're like, why are they talking in past tense? Or why are they talking about like something that hasn't happened? Whatever. That is why. But we're going to do our best to talk about what's already been out and what we know now in Phase 4. So, They announced a bunch of movies, and they announced a bunch of TV. Um, The movies that they listed were Black Widow, The Eternals, Shang-Chi, Doctor Strange, and Thor. And then with the TV, we have The Falcon and Winter Soldier, WandaVision, Loki, What If, and Hawkeye. So I want to stick with the movies first because, you know, the movies are the bread and butter. That's what we've been used to. I mean, I know we have this, like... Disney Marvel Fox thing going on. Now that's all merged and we're getting all kinds of weird stuff because it's not going to focus on the Avengers anymore, but let's focus on the movies because that's what made these Marvel cinematic universe right now, what it is and super popular. Well, Uh, I think,
1: I think you actually, I think we have to go in order here. The reason I say that though, is because the TV shows are going to tie directly into the movies. Okay. So I feel like we have to go in order on this one. You know what I mean by like release date according to this timeline?
0: Well, I mean, that's perfectly fine. Right here in front of us, you have the thing open. We have a timeline of phase four and we have some dates that are associated with them. How hard these dates are going to be. I mean, who knows? I mean, things happen. They could change.
1: Marvel's pretty pretty set in stone on their dates. I can't really think of many that they've changed. Maybe I, I know like they moved Avengers up a week. Like it was supposed yeah. to release in May, and they released it in April. They did cause... that with Spider Man too. They moved yeah, it up like a they've month moved almost. it up a week, but I don't think they've ever moved anything back that I can it's think true. of.
0: But I mean, you know, like we said, nothing's set in stone. Everything's changing, whatever. But the first movie, it's supposed to come out May first, twenty twenty, and that is Black Widow. And I feel like this is a movie that's been a long time coming.
1: It's definitely been a long time coming for uh, a lot of ScarJo fans. Um, people have been asking for a Black Widow movie for probably at least five years now. Um, and at that point, the, they weren't committed and, and now they're going to do it. Uh, but the interesting thing, cause we're spoilers abound. We're all going to assume you guys have seen end game and, and everything else. If you haven't, yep. don't listen to this podcast.
0: Yep. <laughs> um, Go away.
1: <laughs> but yeah, no. So Endgame was the end of Phase 3. Well, Spider-Man: Homecoming or uh, Far From Home was also sort of in, tied it into Phase 3 a little bit. The end. Yeah. It
0: was the last it's like the aftermath thing.
1: Correct. Yes. Yeah. So Black Widow, I don't know how much you know about this, but Black Widow is actually going to be taking place in between Infinity War and Endgame. Okay. So, like, so it's like a during prequel-ish. the 5 years Kinda. So it's like during like the five years, you know, the snap um, during that time frame is when apparently this movie is supposed to be taking place because as you know from Endgame Scarlet Witch as of now, or not Scarlet Witch, I'm sorry uh, Black Widow as of right now is, well she's dead. Um, I'm sure she'll come back because, well that's what they do but as of right now in the MCU Black Widow is dead. So this is actually going to be uh, in between Infinity War and Endgame during the five years.
0: Okay. Well, I mean, that sounds pretty cool. I mean, they had to have some... Like you said, Black Widow's not there anymore. If, sorry if you didn't know that already. Spoiled. Uh, but Black Widow isn't there, so they had to do something like that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I mean... Yeah, it's been, like, a long time. Like, out of all the female characters in Marvel that have been here this long and stuff, you know, like you said, a lot of people have been waiting for the Scar Jo movie. And just in general, she's, like, a badass. Like, the character itself is really cool. And then the villain in the movie is supposedly Taskmaster?
1: That has been confirmed.
0: Okay, yeah. So we have this really, really badass, like, villain that, like, if you don't know who Taskmaster is, he can adapt to any fighting situation or any instance that's going on. And he can take like, he can, he can mimic, look at someone and mimic someone's yeah. like, uh, abilities. Right. That's how yep. it works. Yep. Um, and then he has like the, if, if, the classic Avengers stuff. He has like the sword and everything. And he's it, pretty cool. Um, it kind of looks like Skeletor to me. Yeah, he's got way.
1: like the skull mask thing going on. I don't yeah. it looks like he has the cape in this one from like the, the pictures that were leaked online. It looks like he's kinda got the cape, but it looks like his mask sorta of changed a lot. I don't know if they're gonna CGI something over what the actor was wearing. Right. Uh but from the still shots we've seen from the filming it it looked interesting. Uh, I guess we'll see how he pans out, but uh yeah, Black Widow is a character that was extremely badass. Uh I read the the Mark Wade Chris Samney Black Widow book and that was that was epic. Uh it actually came from recommendation from Nova and uh that was like a 12 issue arc I want to say, but it was it was really good. So if you guys haven't read that, and you want to read some Black Widow and see how awesome she is. Go read that one right now.
0: All right. Well, moving on from Black Widow, coming in November 6th 2020 I guess this is the next one in line so May to November we get Marvel Studios the Eternals we're going into space we're doing the whole cosmic thing we're going to meet some Celestials and I guess Angelina Jolie is going to be in it
1: Angelina Jolie is going to be in it uh, as one of the Eternals Um, I can't remember who else they've announced they've announced them all I just don't recall off the top of my head uh, who it was but yeah they are uh, doing the Eternals which I don't know, I guess we'll see how it goes. It seems to me like it when Guardians of the Galaxy was announced, I was like, who the hell would want a Guardians of the Galaxy movie? And then I saw it and I went,
0: this movie is genius! Right, so it ended up being like the best Marvel movie.
1: Correct, so I'm I'm curious to see if the same sort of thing happens with the Eternals. I'm not a big cosmic guy though, that's all you, so uh, maybe you can speak a little bit more on it.
0: Nah, you know, Eternals is always something cool, it's a creation by Jack Kirby. So, I mean, we're going once again, I mean, it's basically like New Gods, Eternals. It's basically the same thing, if you want to think about it.
1: Yeah, the new gods are cooler though. Yeah. I actually, I you don't actually really know hear as about much about the new gods.
0: <laughs> Yeah, okay. You don't really hear that much about the Eternals, but the Eternals are cool. I mean, it's like you know, power struggles in space and whatnot, and it's these beings that are on a power level all of their own. You know what I mean? It's not your Captain Americas. It's not your Hulks. It's not like even I guess you're like centuries and stuff. It's like people that are like divine beings, basically. You know what well, I mean?
1: Well, in in the comics, isn't Thanos technically an eternal?
0: Yeah, I guess the, because he's a deviant or whatever. From and the that's
1: like yeah the yeah he's a deviant from the of
0: a of an eternal basically. Yeah, because his dad is an eternal.
1: Yeah, so he's like a half of an eternal. He's like an heir <laughs> to it. Yeah, he's an heir
0: basically um but it's crazy because it makes you think what are you going to see in the eternals that really leaves the possibilities of all kinds of crazy things who knows maybe you'll see a living tribunal maybe you'll see like i don't know lord and chaos i mean you could have love you could have infinity you could have a lot of people that just like pop up that you wouldn't expect but then it also leaves you know opportunities to talk about things like you know adam warlock who is supposedly being teased for something you know, coming up with your guardians 2 ending. And I mean, people are talking about who's going to play him and stuff. And hopefully there's like some kind of hint as to when we're going to see him or, you know, what's going to happen with that character in that movie.
1: Oh, I got the list of the eternals here real quick. Okay. Let's hear them. So we got Kumail Nanjiani, Brian Tyree, Henry, Salma Hayek, Chloe Zhao, Leah McHugh, Richard Madden, Angelina Jolie, Lauren Ridloff, and Don Lee. Those are your Eternals.
0: Hey, very cool. Uh, what? Wh- who was that you said again? It was um uh, uh when uh you said a really big name a second ago. Salma well, Hayek. There you go. That's the one. It, yeah, Salma Hayek's gonna be in, in it.
1: it. Yep, she's gonna ah. be in it.
0: All right. Well. Uh, th- I mean, that's crazy. There's something new I didn't know. But I like I said, I mean, are you expecting anything specific out of it?
1: Not at all, because I know nothing about the Eternals. So I'm just looking, and go- I'm looking forward to going and having a good time. Um, honestly, I think what's going to end up happening is I think the Eternals are going to end up playing into Thor 4. I think it's going to end up playing into Guardians of the Galaxy 3. I think the Eternals is going to be kind of what sets up the next big arc. You know what yeah. I mean? For Marvel, I think the Eternals is going to be what sets the tone for the rest of Phase 4 going forward.
0: Hopefully we see a Galactus teaser or something.
1: That'd be cool. Kevin Feige did hint at Fantastic Four. A lot of people are thinking Phase Four, Fantastic Four. They're back home, but uh, no official news on that one as of yet.
0: Well, I guess we'll see. I mean, with a multiverse of madness, but we'll talk about that in a second. Um, Before we get to that... Let's bring up our next movie on February, uh, February 12th. Gotta, you got go yeah, go back
1: to the show. You skipped a show.
0: I'm not going to. I'm doing movies first. I'll go uh, to the shows. Got, they all tie together. Well, we'll get to it. We got, uh. we got movies first. So next movie, February 12th, 2021. We got Shang-Chi, Legend of the Ten Rings. And so that's obviously a Mandarin hint there, right?
1: Yep, it's already been confirmed. Tony Lung is going to be playing the Mandarin. Uh, he's uh, and it's the official like Mandarin from that we all know and love from the Iron Man comics and things like that. It's not going to be uh, Sir Ben Kingsley's Mandarin. It is officially going to be like the official Mandarin. Very so, cool. So it's uh, it it should be a lot of fun, and a lot of people are excited because they hired a to, to play. Uh, Shang-Chi they actually hired a Chinese he's Chinese Canadian but they did hire a Chinese Canadian actor to play Shang-Chi and then they also got a Chinese actor to actually play uh, the Mandarin so no more of this you know like for instance with Doctor Strange where they had what a lot of people were saying was the whitewashing with the uh, the ancient one you know and things like that none of that they hired uh, Chinese actors or Chinese Canadian
0: actors To play these roles. Very cool. Well, I mean, like, Shang-Chi in itself, it's... I wanted to bring this up because I thought this was a weird coincidence. Okay, so, you know, the whole first... uh, The last phase was Thanos, right? Like, we want to end with Thanos, whatever. Yep. Jim Starlin. Now we have Shang-Chi, who is also Jim Starlin. And it's just like, how many ideas are they going to take from this man?
1: <laughs> well, there's been talks about a Shang-Chi movie for a very long time. Yeah, um, no, definitely. And especially when, because I mean, they talked about the Ten Rings in Iron Man 1 back in 2007. Yeah, 2007 is when that one dropped. And they talked about the Ten Rings in that movie. Mm-hmm. And then Iron Man 3, they had the fake Mandarin. And everybody's like, oh, what the hell is this? So now you're actually going to get the real Mandarin. So, I mean, this is something that's honestly been in the works for the last 12 years.
0: It's crazy when you think about it like that. And, but, you know, I wouldn't put past Marvel to do something like that. They put a lot of time and effort and planning into these movies and the phases. And I guess mm-hmm. that's technically why they work out a lot better than DC, sorry to say.
1: That That is true.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: I love me some DC as well, but I uh, I can't vouch for their movies. However... I just real quick, have you seen the trailer for Joker? Comes out in October.
0: Yeah. I'm. I'm actually excited. It's the last uh, comic book movie for this year.
1: Yeah, so. man, it actually looks dope, and it it's sort of a. I guess they said uh, the they've gone on to say it's kind of more of an Elseworlds kind of take mm-hmm. on the Joker, which is cool with me. I'm I'm totally fine with that. But it looks epic. I'm so excited. It looks for like it. a good watch, dude. Correct. I'm so excited. Sure.
0: All right. Well. Moving on from Shang-Chi in the Legend of the Ten Rings, we have Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, which comes out May 7th, 2021, and uh, this one is supposed to have Wanda in it, so Scarlet Witch is going to be a part of it, and it's supposed to be more horror-centric, so Marvel doing a horror movie. What do you think?
1: I think that means that we're never going to see the new mutants.
0: You really think so?
1: Dude, that movie's been filmed for two years now, and they have yet to release it.
0: Dude, it's going to end up being like the Fantastic Four movie from the 90s where they filmed it, and then it just got put away. And and
1: the only way we're going to be able to see it is bootleg copies. Yeah, it's going to get traded at
0: comic conventions. Yeah, exactly.
1: Dude, I'll be all right with that. No, I honestly, I think that if they're not going to do a theatrical release of The New Mutants, they at least need to do... some type of like a straight to video release or do a disney plus release you know with disney plus being their new streaming service that's going to be coming out they're going to be putting a lot of these shows on uh i definitely feel like that they're going to have to do something very similar like that with new mutants i think as much as people are afraid that it's going to it's going to flop uh there's still people out there that want to see it so they're gonna have to do something
0: I was looking forward to it. I read the Dark Bear Saga just to get into that Demon and then whenever, Bear Demon Bear. I Demon Bear. I can't even remember what it's called. Yeah. I, I read the Demon Bear Saga just to get like an idea of what it was and stuff. and it was a really good read. I liked the story itself and I could see how it could play out into a really good like horror movie esque with using superheroes and stuff just because they're kids they're teenagers you know they don't know how to fully use all of their powers and stuff so there's still that sense of like okay it's not like superman or like captain america that's like for sure gonna go whoop that ass you know it's some kids that are just like they could just get screwed they're in some random hospital waiting on their friend to like be healed and feel better and there's some crazy like demon bear thing that's haunting her and a part of her and it's crazy and i mean there's a lot of mystical elements to it and stuff and it was really fun and i like you saw parts of it like for panels it looked like panel for panel like some scenes in the trailer that were like oh wow this is really similar um but it's kind of sad that it gets put on the back burner the back burner but i mean with this whole dr strange thing i mean that's the whole topic we're talking about maybe Um, it'll open up hoping that it'll open it up like you said it's very
1: possible you I
0: know? Mean- Shoot, that leaves us open for even bringing in like Marvel monsters and stuff. I would love to see a Man Thing movie. You know that. Come on now. Something that's not crappy like the 2005.
1: I think if they were going to do, honestly, if they were going to go the Man Thing route, I think they would do what DC did with the DC Universe streaming app. They would just put, they would just make it a TV show like they did with Swamp Thing and they would put Man Thing on the Disney Plus app. Um, I could see them doing something like that. I can't foresee Marvel committing to a Man Thing movie. He's just no. there's not enough to drive the ultimate universe forward using man. You know what I mean? Like I could see him making an appearance in like a Doctor Strange movie. That would be cool. Maybe in one of the multiverses, because this is madness of the multiverse. Maybe in one of the multiverses, Man Thing makes an appearance.
0: Hey, you know, here's double oh, wishing. Oh, that just got <laughs>
1: exciting. Dude, you know,
0: like you said, and and we have this whole like Blade thing coming up and stuff. Who knows? Maybe we'll see like a cameo or something. That was
1: another huge announcement, man. Was Blade? Yeah, it was. And it's it's not Wesley Snipes either.
0: Nope, but I'm still looking forward to it. It still sounds really cool to me. And Phase Five with that is gonna be dope because we might get your Moon Knight.
1: I sure as the hell hope so.
0: Yeah. Who knows? Well, anyways, you know, like we said, Doctor Strange horror centric supposed to be cool. The very last movie in this sequence is supposed to be Thor: uh, Love and Thunder, and uh, the, what we know is Natalie Portman may be picking up the hammer, right?
1: Oh no, there's no maybe about it. It's confirmed. Natalie Portman is Lady Thor, uh, Jane Foster Thor, in this movie. Chris Hemsworth is still going to be in it as Thor, um, Storm well Burton, as, right? as Odin's son. Yeah, so it seems like they're they're going to be taking off the Jason Aaron comic book run um, of Lady Thor, which. I have to admit, when it was first coming out, I was very skeptical. I didn't really want to read it. I was like, oh, why change a character? And then I actually read it, and it was genius. It was so well done. Um, I truly loved the run. I think that it could be pretty sweet. And the fact that they got Portman to come back to play Jane Foster is huge. Uh, Because, as you know, after the second Thor movie, she was not feeling it and did not want to come back for any future movies. Um so the fact that they had her kind of an end game for a split second and then the fact that she's going to be in Thor Love and Thunder is uh is pretty massive and she she brought she came out to Comic-Con and she held up Mjolnir. So it's I mean it's official man she's going to be Lady Foster Jane, you know, uh Lady Jane Foster Thor, whatever you want to call it. She's Lady she's Lady <laughs> Thor. Lady so Thor. So we're thinking that Thor, uh Chris Hemsworth Thor, Odin's son, is probably gonna have Stormbreaker, and she's gonna have Mjolnir. And uh it's gonna be interesting. It's gonna be good stuff. Valkyrie's gonna be in it. Uh they did confirm apparently that Valkyrie is going to be the first out LBGTQ character in the MCU. Cool so she's uh you know as we know from the last uh i think it was endgame she is now the ruler of new asgard basically uh she's sort of you know the king queen whatever of new asgard she's going to be looking for her king or queen to to, to be with her and it's going to be another female so she's the first official out character in the mcu
0: Hey, that's cool, man. I think this whole idea with this Thor's thing is going to be dope. I think it's a cool direction that they're going in, man. And, I mean, all the last Thor movie, Ragnarok, was really funny. I liked him in Avengers, uh, you know, Endgame. Fat and, Thor. But, yeah, Fat Thor was great. Um, I loved that he was hanging out with uh, Korg on the couch playing Xbox and Miek. That was great. And yep. I hope that we see more. Of that kind of comedy. Not overdone. In it, oh, no. But, you know, ew, I mean, I, I want a little bit of that comedy still. And I like the direction of that more than Dark World or Original Four or anything. Yes. You know? so, it, it's
1: uh, official. We're getting that comedy back because Taika Waititi is actually coming back and directing. Oh, cool. and writing. He's doing everything. So the guy that did Thor Ragnarok is also going to be doing Thor 4.
0: All right. Well, then this will be a good time. Yep. Uh, so moving away from the movies real fast because we don't want to stick on this for forever. Um, next, we're going back in time. To fall twenty twenty with our first movie from, or I mean, not movie, our first uh, TV series from Marvel with uh, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and um, I guess they're using the actual actors from the movies for these, right? That
1: is one hundred percent correct. Okay. So it will so, be Anthony Mackie as Captain Falcon, and uh, and uh, you know Sebastian Stan as as uh, the Winter Soldier.
0: Oh, I mean, this should be fun, and this is going to be through Disney. So I guess it's coming out on Hulu, or is there a Disney nope, Disney thing that's coming out?
1: Disney Plus is going to be their streaming app, sort of like the DC Universe has their streaming app, and then WB's creating one, which has a whole other story. Uh, but yeah, D- Disney Plus is coming out with their own streaming app. It has not released yet, but it will be releasing, and once it does, this will be on that streaming site.
0: Very cool, then. Well, I mean, I think that's kind of cool. They have a lot of stuff to draw off from. I'm going to give you some uh, insight on a few of these things, though. With some, like, these TV shows, I feel like there's going to be, like, a uh, uprise and then a dip. So I feel like a lot of people are going to end up watching The Falcon and The Winter Soldier just because it's the first one that comes out. There's going to be that hype behind it. Everyone wants to see what it's about and stuff. I kind of think it's a weird choice for it to be the opening one. Um I mean, I know to a lot of people that those characters are really fascinating and kind of cool, but from a comic fan standpoint, like someone that like what reads comics first kind of thing, mm-hmm. yep. uh, I don't know. it just comes off as kind of a weak opener like choice.
1: It, it'll be interesting to say the least uh, I, I'm looking forward to it though. Uh, I think each of these are gonna be about six episodes long, so they're kind of like more like little mini series. Uh, than like a full blown like twenty three episode TV mm-hmm. show. They're they're gonna be about six episodes each,
0: and it's just so. like you said, it's just tying it all in between the sh- the movies together, right?
1: Correct. Yeah, it's gonna yeah. be kind of help progressing and pushing forward phase four. Um, what this one is all gonna entail, or who's gonna be the big bad of the series, et cetera. To my knowledge, has not been released yet, so it'll be interesting to see.
0: All right. Well, moving on past the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, we got two movies. We got the Eternal Shang-Chi. And then in spring of 2021, the one that I think I am most curious about um, is Wanda and Vision. And I haven't heard a whole lot of people talking about this one.
1: So this one is actually, I thought it was Wanda and Vision 2. It's not, it's just straight up called WandaVision. Like just one word, WandaVision. Okay. And uh, a lot of people thought, that Vision is going to be in it. Uh Apparently, that's not necessarily the case. I mean, it could end up being the case, but that's not necessarily the case. So, Paul Bettany is coming back to play Vision, but we think it's going to be more in flashbacks and... uh dream sequences i guess you could say like daydreaming type sequences right because apparently what this show does is as we know she got snapped she came back the five years later so apparently this show is now going to take place with her dealing with the grief of losing vision because she came back he didn't because he died prior to the snap so he wasn't one that got snapped so this is all going to be with her dealing with uh the loss of vision and things like that.
0: But it also leads up into that doctor strange. Like we said, correct. the very next movie after it is May 7th, doctor strange. And she's supposed to be in doctor strange. So it's probably going to be the explanation of this, how she ends up in the movie with him.
1: Yep. yep. And there's also some talk about her. Uh, there's some rumors that like, as we know, she's powerful as all hell. You know what I mean? Right. Like she basically can do anything is, she wants. Exactly. She's super, super powerful, like almost She's overpowered, Jean
0: Grey, but Avengers.
1: Yes, exactly. Yeah. So maybe she brings back vision. I mean, she had he, he was an android with a pro. You know, what I mean, she could theoretically
0: use her powers and bring him back. Uh, will that happen? I don't know. I got a better theory for this. OK, because I know that there was some talks about like the diversification of Marvel through this phase and the next phase. Mm-hmm. and um one of the things that i thought about is okay so in children's crusade and the creation basically of um what is it speed and a wiccan or whatever is that sh- they're technically the children of vision and scarlet witch but you know technically that can't happen like mm-hmm. because vision's a robot so the whole question is is how did these two kids come from Wanda? And a lot of what the – when they were pushing through Children's Crusade and the identity crisis of just Wiccan trying to find his mom and stuff, which was Scarlet Witch, was that he believed he was like a manifestation of it. And he's like he was like, am I real? Am I not real? Or whatever. So this could be the lead up of creating them – as her dealing with her grief from Vision, because that's basically what happened in Children's Crusade. Ooh,
1: that could be interesting. And
0: then, if you know anything about Wiccan, Wiccan is the future. In the future, he is the Sorcerer Supreme, but he's also a gay character that dates um, Hulkling or whatever, who is a Cree mix of uh, Marvel, I think, Marvel and a scroll. Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah, nope. That could be interesting. I could see them going that route, especially you know with it jumping right after this, jumping it right into Doctor Strange uh, with the multiverse. I mean, who's to say what's going to happen in that thing? Especially yeah, being bang horror bang. related and the mystic powers and that kind of stuff. It could literally go anywhere.
0: Right. So going from Wanda and Vision, and our we move past Doctor Strange, and we go into Loki, which comes out spring twenty twenty one. So Loki and WandaVision both come out in spring, spring, uh, spring twenty twenty one. What that means, though, I I don't know because Loki, I guess, is gonna I'm gonna assume it ties somehow into Thor, or it's gonna be when he disappeared with the stone in.
1: Correct. Avengers. Yeah, it's gonna be when he where he disappears with the tesseract. So here's the thing, though, that's interesting about the upcoming Loki show is Loki became a lovable character as the series went on. Cause you got to see his character kind of like go through these things with Thor. And then they they found their brotherly love and, you know, Loki basically kind of became a good guy prior to dying. Right? Right. Well, this Loki that stole the Tesseract never went through all of those emotional changes that the, future I guess you could say Loki the different timeline of Loki went through so we're now going to be dealing with a Loki that's still technically a bad guy because he didn't go through any of those changes that made him a better person Mm -hmm. that the other Loki went through so this isn't gonna be like the super fun lovable Loki that we kind of came to know and love this is gonna be the Loki basically from Avengers 1
0: okay so Bad guy Loki getting his own show, running around with the Tesseract.
1: Correct. It's, so I think that it, you like could have a, a l- good time. Yes, you could have a lot of fun with that show.
0: And it, which uh, the Tesseract? What was the Tesseract? Was it time or no? It's not time. That's Doctor Strange. What was Tesseract?
1: Oh, Jesus, I don't remember now.
0: Was it space?
1: Maybe. I really, I don't remember. I'd have to watch the movies again. There's so many little details like that that I don't recall. And people are probably screaming at us right now. It was this! But I I don't recall.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, Loki with the stone. It's going to be fun. All right, so we're going past Loki. And we're getting to the show that has the biggest question mark on it. And it literally has a question mark on it. And it has me a little confused. But Marvel Presents what if in summer of 2021
1: super excited about
0: this me too man and like the possibilities are endless this is our else worlds for you dc fans like this is like anything can happen this is if freaking professor xavier could have the power or the spirit of vengeance with a hellfire freaking wheelchair that could happen in what if right
1: yeah yeah anything Uh. can happen and in what if for sure. Um, so, how much do you know about this one?
0: So I don't really know a whole lot about it. I do know one thing that was talked about online that I want to bring up is whenever they brought up the logo, they showed some of the comics in the background. And one of the things they showed was Captain America, but it was Red Skull in the Captain America uniform. Yeah. Oh. No. Which sound you didn't? That did not sound like you were in. That was the the most least exciting yep I've ever heard from.
1: No, it'll be interesting. So, do you know anything about the What If TV show? Like, have you heard anything about it? Like, how they're gonna do it or anything like that? Or is this no? All what he, what you can, can you tell me through? about it? So, it's a hundred percent animated. That's So, cool. therefore, you can literally do whatever the hell you want because there really isn't a budget because it's all animated. Um, and so some people are like, oh, they're doing an animated TV show, but here's the cool thing on it. All of the MCU actors are going to be reprising their roles for the voices of the animated show. So like if they do Captain America and it's Chris Evans, Chris Evans is going to voice Steve Rogers. Uh, Chris Hemsworth is going to voice Thor. Uh, Nick Fury is going to be voiced by Samuel L. Jackson. Like it's going to be like the respective characters are going to voice. And I think it's going to be like little 30 minute, 45 minute episodes, I believe. Uh, But it's all going to be animated. And so they can literally do whatever they want with it. And the respective actors are reprising the roles. Um, And they also announced that Jeffrey Wright, who has a really cool sounding voice, is going to be the voice of Uatu, the Watcher.
0: Hey, so is he's going to be like the narrator, I'm assuming? Yep. Yep. Okay. That so, makes sense. Owatu is super dope, so I'm excited about that.
1: Yeah, so there's a. They literally, like you said, they could do anything they wanted in this because of the fact that it's animated. There's not really much of a budget. Um, now, what the animation looks like, that could make or break what happens. Um,. I'm I'm the only thing I'm kind of skeptical about is the animation style because I'm I'm a little bit older, so the animation styles I loved is the stuff I grew up watching, like you know the original '80s Transformers, Thundercats, Masters of the Universe. Uh, you know I love that sort of animation, and I know it's and I love like the a lot of the DC animation, the newer stuff too that they've done where it's very detailed, it looks awesome and whatnot. What I'm not a fan of is this really cartoony, bubblegummy-type animation that seems to be a, the rage on all the kids' shows for the last Steven five Universe. years. Yes, I cannot stand that animation. Cannot stand it. It's
0: more and, rounded figures.
1: Well, they did that with the Thundercats, too. They just brought back the Thundercats, and they made them all look like Steven Universe. Like it's, it's, yeah. I'm not a fan. I cannot get into that style of animation. So as long as they do it, kind of like how DC has been doing their movies, uh, like most recently, the the Hellblazer City of Demons one that just came out not that long ago for DC. Uh, if they do it like in that style of animation, I'm going to be super on board for it. But if they do it in like that sort of like Teen Titans Go, Steven Universe, Bubble Gummy animation kid. yeah i'm gonna have a very hard time getting into the show
0: well you know and we'll taking hope it for the seriously best, yeah. we literally just got to sit there and hope for the best i mean it's marvel usually they come through i mean yeah what if they did it in the style of uh, spider-man into the spider-verse or whatever you know
1: that could be cool depending on the storyline just because that is such a unique style to it Um, I dug it. Don't get me wrong. I really liked it, but that had such a unique style that I think it would depend on the storyline for that one.
0: But the thing is, Um, you can't sit there and expect something like you know Thundercat art from the but well no not not necessarily
1: even that not even necessarily like that just something that's a little bit more realistic and not like that bubble gummy crap. So like even if they went back to like uh, Ultimate or. yeah, Ultimate Avengers. They're, they did two Ultimate Avengers cartoon movies. They did a Doctor Strange movie. They did the Hulk and Wolverine movies. Mm-hmm. If they do those ones, like the Hulk verses and all that, if they do all of those, like in that kind of style, I'm on board 100%. Like, that'd be awesome. But if they do it in like this bubble gummy Steven Universe stuff, I'm going to have a very hard time getting on board with it.
0: Well, I guess we'll just have to wait and see what happens because next we're moving on to Fall Brother. Fall 2021, we got Hawkeye, and this isn't your normal Hawkeye. Uh, You may see a Ronin pop up or something, but it's Kate Bishop, right?
1: That is correct. It has been discussed that it will be uh, Hawkeye's daughter, Kate Bishop.
0: Yeah, so we got uh, the little young gun. It's Hawkeye 2 is what she went by in the New Avengers, I think, or the Young Avengers or whatever, Young Avengers.
1: And they sort of foreshadowed it in Endgame in the very beginning of the movie. Yeah.
0: Definitely. You see him shooting the bow with his daughter and teaching her how to do it and everything. They're practicing in the front yard before everyone goes poof. Yep. Yep. But I mean, this is probably the one that I'm least looking forward to. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm still not a big Hawkeye fan. I never
1: thought it was. Really I fun. think 90% of the people I've talked to have also said that <laughs> this is probably the one they're, they're the least looking forward to. Uh, it, I don't know. We'll see what happens, man.
0: Maybe that's why they put it at the end, because they're like, oh, you know, we'll drop it off, but at the very end of the series, we're going to reveal the most badass, biggest thing Marvel's ever seen, you know what I mean? Watch that one be where at the very end of the show, Galactus pops up or something random, (laughs) you know what I mean? (laughs) like something just out there completely all of a sudden there's like living tribunal being like hello you know
1: (laughs) the very last episode of hawkeye is like the most
0: watched episode on disney plus of any tv show (laughs) (laughs) i wouldn't put it past them though man i mean you gotta like if you don't have hype in your show you gotta do something at the end and they have time i mean to film it all it's still like two years away so yep yep yeah Alright, so what is our general overall consensus of Phase 4? Excited or no?
1: No, I'm super excited, man. Uh, You know, and then because Feige also mentioned that we got Black Panther 2 down the pipe. Uh, Captain Marvel 2 is going to be upcoming. The Blade they announced is going to be upcoming. Um, There was talk of Fantastic Four but no confirmation on when that would be happening. Um, So, I mean, we've got Plenty of stuff coming down the pipe. Guardians three is gonna be on its way as we know as well. Like there's a lot of stuff that that's still coming that hasn't even been fully announced yet, so.
0: Alright. Well, I mean we got a lot to look forward to, and I'm glad that they've already confirmed a phase five and we're just gonna keep on keeping on with this Marvel thing. But speaking of Marvel, we're gonna move on to our next thing. We're moving on to a game that recently came out on July nineteenth. Um, it's something that was only exclusive for the Switch. Um, I bought it, Red Skull bought it, I've played with him, and then you've bought it too, but you have your own opinions on this. I'm talking about Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3, and, uh, before we get into just, like, the rough and tough, like, what we think and opinions and stuff, man, uh, you know, go ahead and I know you can see the character roster, um, let's just go over this to begin with, just thoughts and opinions on this character roster before we actually get into the gameplay the story and everything else because uh, this was the first thing that i thought of and looked up as soon as i knew that this game was coming out and then the thing that i kept up with as it was being like news was being released about it um But the characters, man, I think they said that there is, I don't know, like 39 characters. I think they said 42, somewhere around there, 39, 42, something like that. I can't, I don't know the exact number. I'm not about to count all these people up, but something like that. And then they still have rumors of like all these characters that are going to be downloaded and stuff. Um, What do you think about the character list right now, man?
1: Uh, so the character list, when you first get to play the game, because obviously you have to unlock people as you go, which kind of makes it more fun. Um, the initial character list, I'm not a big fan of, uh, but I think as you get a little bit deeper into the game and you start unlocking other characters, um, I think that the playable character list is, is pretty spot on. Actually, it's not, it's not too bad once you get people unlocked. There's a couple that I'm like, really like I don't understand that one, but like Elsa Bloodstone.
0: Okay, I'm, yeah, I'm like that was a pretty random. I'm
1: like choice. that's a that's a random one. Uh, I thought
0: Crystal was pretty random too.
1: Yeah, Crystal was random, uh, I mean, especially because you, you can.
0: So that kind of makes sense, but
1: yeah, but I mean, you get to play Crystal like right from the jump, and I don't know, I thought that was kind of weird. Anyways, though... think
0: why would they have Crystal instead of like Medusa?
1: Yeah, but I mean, overall, they have my most of my favorites that I like to play as in the the old uh, Marvel Ultimate Alliance games. They got Moon Knight. They got Blade. They got Ghost Rider. Like, those are like my top three playable characters that I always used. Oh, and Wolverine in the very beginning because you have to unlock the rest of those guys. So right away, I have all my favorites. Well, not right away because you have to unlock them. But you know what I mean? Like, you have your favorites, which is cool. Um, I'm a little disappointed in the lack of the Fantastic Four. Um maybe there'll be playable characters down the line, like downloadable characters. Uh who knows? But initially I am a little, little uh upset about No Fantastic Four love. Uh X-Men love seems to be very few and far between, but I know that there's gonna be some downloads upcoming that has more X-Men characters. Um it just seemed to me like they were trying to kind of stay away from the Fox stuff if if you know what I mean. Uh and i i really i'm glad that everything's back home at marvel because i hate 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 that they it's the the deals and the licenses and things were impacting so many other things other than just movies you know um so i don't know i'm glad everything's back home and we'll see maybe it'll be downloadable but
0: yeah, no, definitely, I, and that's one of the things. It's like we got like a very, very basic characters. Whenever you first start, you play with like your Avengers. That you know, and it's not even like the, the extended. I mean, you get Scarlet you, Witch. You could start out with your well, Captain America. You play with Hulk the
1: Guardians or, of the you Galaxy know, at, you at Guardians first.
0: Guardians of the Galaxy in there. Which, yeah, I'm I mean, not a big Guardians fan of, too, but it, but it's like your most like basic like, you know. Basic characters when you first start, and then you start expanding out. Expanding out, first you go through like the Spider-Man characters with your Gwen, uh, Spider Gwens, and your Venom, and your Miles Morales, and whatnot. Yep. You then you branch out into some other things like uh, what you is get the Daredevil. Yeah, then you get the Elektra Defenders. Yeah, Like a yeah, Elektra is a secret character. Your Loki's, your Iron Fist, and whatnot. Um, you got your even your X-Men and stuff, you know, and like you said. They're going to release later stuff for X-Men 2, it looks like. Like, we're going to get Cyclops and Colossus. And then what was super surprising to me is that Psylocke and Nightcrawler were in this game, man. Like, I did not expect that. Even though, I mean, like, you could see the character list and they were announced a long time ago. But I didn't expect them to be, like, chosen for this. It was a big surprise. Yeah. Yeah. but I mean, It could be
1: fun <laughs> playing as Nightcrawler. That could be a fun one.
0: Yeah, no, it's definitely – like I said, I've beaten the game already, so I have all the characters minus Electra. I'm, like, one space away, but I even have a Magneto and Loki already and stuff, uh, thanks to some online stuff. And I don't have Thanos, but Thanos is going to take a while to get. But there's a lot of cool things. Like, there's a, a pack that's going to be released where you're going to be able to play as Moon Knight, Morbius, Punisher – um you're gonna get morbius yeah morbius is gonna be a downloadable character oh
1: dude that'll be dope that'll be cool
0: yeah blade's gonna be on there too um and then they haven't really announced anything else they've already hinted at a fantastic four pack though that's gonna be coming up
1: cool so i'm I'm all right all the fantastic four then i'm glad i bought the downloadable content pass so i just get it all when it drops
0: yeah so like like I said, there's a lot of really cool characters on here. Uh, who do you like to play with so far? Like, who's your favorite character to play with?
1: Uh, right now, I'm not nearly as far as anyone else. Um, I've been kind of playing with my kids, and so we we haven't made it very far. Like, we just beat Shadowland.
0: Yeah, but <laughs> like, who are you playing at? Like, I know your, your kids are picking characters, but who have you been picking?
1: Well, since I don't have the people I want to play unlocked... Yeah. <laughs> I've been playing as like Wolverine, I think. Um, that's a good pick, though. He has De- a cool rage factor. I've been playing as Deadpool too, just because when I unlocked him, he was already at level 20, whereas right. everyone else was at like level 6. So I was like, I'll not just play with him. So I've been playing with, playing with Deadpool just for that reason alone. Um, but that's really kind of about it so far because I haven't got to unlock the people I really want to play with, like Ghost Rider, Moon Knight, Blade. I haven't unlocked any of those people yet. So well, Moon
0: Knight's coming. Moon Knight's not out yet. Moon Knight will be in like September, I think.
1: Okay, well still I know Ghost Rider's one that you can unlock right away. Right. He's pretty cool. Um, I like playing as him. I have yeah, a pretty high level one. I loved Ghost Rider in uh the original Marvel Ultimate Alliance game. Uh he was my go to. Him and Moon Knight were my two go to's and then Blade, those are my those were like my three go to's in the original. So I'm really looking forward to getting to the point where I unlock him, but like I said, I haven't got to play nearly as much as as everyone else. I've been kind of playing with my kids and because I play with them, it's a little more slow going, but it's uh it's a good family bonding. <laughs>
0: That sounds fun, dude. I mean, like I said, they're all really cool. And because you're Big Daddy, you get to play with the Big Daddy character, Deadpool. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, with a high level and yeah, stuff. Yeah, well,
1: my daughter loves playing as Spider-Gwen. Okay. And my son loves playing as Spider-Man. Very which is cool. funny because he loves Miles Morales, but he doesn't play as Miles Morales. He only plays as Peter Parker. So I was like... All right, that's cool. I mean, that's my Spider Man, but sure.
0: <laughs> so, your uh, you're son hasn't gone to the dark side and went to Venom yet, Eddie Brock.
1: No, I've played with Venom quite a bit, though. Yeah. Um, he's
0: one of my highest. I think he's my highest character, actually.
1: Yeah, I like some of his attacks. Uh, they're pretty cool. I've he's played... pretty mobile. Yeah, yeah, no, I've played with him. I like him a lot. Uh, Wolverine, uh, Spider Man's pretty cool. I've played with Spider Man a little bit. Um, Captain America, I think I've played a little bit with. Uh, But yeah, that's about the extent of it. We haven't, like I said, we haven't really gotten too far, but um, I can tell you right now, we played last night for about a half an hour, and we beat... uh, We got to the bullseye battle, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and I wanted to throw a controller through my TV screen.
0: (laughs) Well... Before we get to uh, the cons, because we're going to get to... We're going to talk bad about this game here in a little bit. I'm just going to throw mine out there. My normal team right now is um, uh, Venom, uh, Storm. Storm is badass in this game. Um, And then I like to play as Magneto. And then I also will alternate between uh, Psylocke, Deadpool, Wolverine, and... um, uh, what's his name? Uh, Ghost Rider. Yeah. So I'll alternate between them. There'll be a random fourth floater. Whenever I get Colossus, I'm probably going to start doing an X Men team, like Hardcore, Magneto, uh, Colossus, uh, Storm, and maybe Psylocke or Wolverine, Deadpool, whatever. We'll see. Um, I
1: really like that the game kept the synergies. Um, yeah, no, based definitely. on the teams and you can build different teams and create different synergies I thought that was pretty cool I know that they did that in the old ones and I liked that they kept that
0: yeah no there's a lot of little cool things about this so the, saying that because you liked it what are some pros what are some things that you do like about this game
1: uh, I don't. I haven't got to play it that much, man. But from like, what you have
0: played so far, what do you
1: like about it? I I like that it kept like the shield access points and that you can switch out your characters. And I like that you can customize your characters and kind of build them up and skill them up. And it's sort of like an RPG in that regard. Mm-hmm. Um, but I definitely feel like I need to play this game a little bit more by myself. Um, to really kind of dive into it and play. Because like I said, playing with uh, an eleven-year-old and a seven-year-old is uh, it's frustrating because yeah, you know, like there's some con- we'll get to the cons, but I'll just say that like it gets frustrating, and so I I need to kind of play it by myself in order to really I think kind of get into it, um, but yeah, I I, I like some of the old school stuff that they kept. I like some of the I haven't really gotten to play them yet, but apparently there's some side missions i guess you could say um challenges that you can play i haven't really got to play i've unlocked some but i haven't got to play any yet um so yeah i'm looking kind of forward to kind of diving in more on my own time
0: yeah no definitely that was one of the pros that i wanted to say is that it's pretty easy to pick up and play for someone who plays it casually or someone who wants to play competitively or seriously. i like the to-
1: I like the different uh, uh, levels, you know, you can either play like, as a casual player level or you can play it as like, I've, I love it, action games, I want to play the harder, I like that.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, definitely, but I mean, it seems really easy for anyone to pick up and play, like you said, you play with your kids, so younger kids can play it, adults can play it, and a lot of people can just kind of like get into the game and just kind yes. of enjoy it for what it is um and like i said there's a big character list they're adding a lot of stuff to it and whatnot so there's a lot of uh pretty good things to look forward to now the cons though um one of the biggest things for me and i think it is for you too is the camera angle blows sometimes like oh dude
1: it's uh it's bad it's it's really really bad um that bullseye fight, like I had read online, that there was a major glitch on the bullseye battle that made it almost impossible to play because you can't see what the hell's going on. And uh, so when we got to it last night, that was no joke. Uh, you literally can't see anything. Like ours got hidden be our camera got hidden behind like a wall, and all we could see were like outlines of like our characters. But you couldn't tell where Bullseye was or anything like that, so we were just randomly button mashing for twenty minutes until it just said that completed. And then I was like, "Oh, I guess we beat him." But (laughs) yeah, it was uh, it was it was frustrating as all get out.
0: That sounds frustrating. Yeah, I mean, not just that, but I mean, like sometimes it doesn't feel like the buttons are always responsive or like the commands into the game. Like sometimes I'll try to do like special moves and stuff, and for some reason it won't let me do the special move. Or whatever, mm-hmm. even though I know I have a full gauge and everything else. and I'm just like, why isn't it working? And that seems to happen more often than not, especially in situations that you really need to, like, help your team and stuff. I even had an incident where, like, I recently today had to go and buy a new controller because the um, <laughs> R button stopped working. So I couldn't do, like, extreme attacks with people and stuff and combine it. And uh, But I had to take care of that. And uh, just overall, uh, it sometimes it just feels clunky. Um, the camera angle's really bad at times. Um, but, I mean, sometimes it's good, too. I mean, uh, here or there, I would say that the pros and the cons pretty much, like, balance each other out. Like, it's not, like, a horrific game, and it's not, like, the most amazing game in the world. It's just a fun game to pick up and just randomly play.
1: Yeah, I, I would say that. I think yeah. the storyline is not really my thing because um, it all takes place like the cosmic and the infinity stones and all this and that. And I, I'm not into that side of Marvel. So I was a little disappointed in the storyline that they went with, honestly. Um, I'm a big fan of the first two. It's like the first one was just a lot of really cool stuff where you got to go fight Arcade, you, you went to Murder World. Um, and then there was, uh, the underground level where you had to go fight, um, or underwater level, um, where you had to go Submariners level and stuff. You had to like, go do that, like all the, and then there was like, uh, a Dr. Doom level. We were on like Dr. Doom's castle and like those types of things were really fun to me. Um, and then the second one was all about civil war. Cause that was right around the time that the comics were coming out. So you gotta kind of play both sides of the story and it had a lot of replay uh replayability and stuff to it this one it's de- it's definitely all pretty cosmic ish and infinity stones and that kind of stuff which i I get why they went that route especially with the m c u being where it is but uh I was personally disappointed in the storyline i wish it they would have gone a little a little different
0: yeah no definitely I feel like you know Uh, That's the thing. They kind of have to cater to it because you have to realize there's a lot more people watching the movies than the uh, reading the comics. So like for me and you, you know, we're kind of shunned out a little bit, but it's understandable from a money standpoint. You want people to understand what you're putting out Um, overall. I mean, I think the story was pretty cool uh, in a way here or there. Um, I really think that the character design of some of the stuff, uh, won me over. Cause it was like some of the older school outfits. Like when you got to the X-Men, you had your yellow and blues. Basically you had a nineties looking beast. Actually. It wasn't the weird dog faced beast. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, and then you had, like, Thane, and Thane didn't look, like, really puny or anything. He actually had, like, really cool armor on, and he had a pretty good aesthetic to him and stuff. Uh, Thanos, even, his size comparison, when you see him at the end compared to everyone else, is a lot bigger, and he kind of gives him this menacing look. Um, I think that they really hit it out of the park when it came to... Not necessarily the graphics, because the graphics aren't great, but just the styling nope. of the game itself. And uh, if you're into comic books and you play this game, you will definitely notice certain things that are catered to you. Like one of Deadpool's like alternate skins is his X- force outfit with the gray and black which I thought was really cool. And I think they even have a yellow and blue homage to his outfit in there or something like that, too, when uh, it's like the fake yellow and blues 90s one that he never was a part of, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, But they do some cool things here and there with that. Um, Overall, I've had a good time online, too. I've had good experiences, like, you know, uh, playing with other people. there's a lot of higher level people that are willing to help you out. The ISO system to upgrade and get your characters to make them a little bit stronger and using the cubes to level yourself up um, is pretty easy to accomplish. like getting these items. it's not like a pay for play thing where you have to go and like buy these things as the microtransactions, which is really nice um and like i said playing these infinity levels online which are those side little challenge things that you were talking about from the infinity Rifts, um there's a lot of unlockables in there and there's a lot of ways to gain items to help further yourself whether you're trying to play casually and just level up a character fun or you want to make the best team you could possibly can to beat the superior mode and the level above that the the highest difficulties you can uh there's a lot of depth to it but uh, overall it's pretty fun I'm not going to sit there and hate on it. It has its flaws, like, you know, like you said, the graphics aren't that great, camera angle sucks sometimes and stuff. Uh, we'll get an occasional button response. I even had a really, really, really weird glitchy moment in it which I broke the game and it canceled. I'm not even going to lie to you. I had a moment where I was playing online and somehow my, one of my teammates left the game, morphed into Loki, and so I got to play as Loki even though I didn't have him unlocked because I could switch to that player I was the host. And, um, in the middle of the game, like a hidden, like invisible barrier popped up where a barrier was previously in the game that was knocked down. I couldn't get through the barrier with the other characters, but I could with Loki. And then all of a sudden I got to the waypoint and the game crashed. So it was like the weirdest online experience, but I got to play as a character that did not have unlocked yet through a glitch. There's a glitch to do it. Okay. And it broke the game which well, is not funny. always a good thing. It's not a good thing to hear that about a game. But finishing the game, I enjoyed it. I had a good time. I actually sat down and spent like two to three hours like yesterday just playing this game, like really? nonstop. And I haven't done that in a long time with a video game. Like usually I don't have the time or the attention span anymore because yep. I always have something going on. Yep. But I actually sat down. After I got past the X-Men level on here, I finished the whole game for the in one night. Like, I I don't know. I just was hooked after that. I just had fun after the really? X-Men level. Yeah.
1: Okay, so I just beat Shadowlands. Where am I going next?
0: I think the X-Men level. <laughs> all right. Works yeah, for so me. so right after the X-Men <laughs> level, there's, like, Dark Dimensions, and then there's, like, Wakanda, and then you go up and fight Thanos. I think you're, like, three or four levels away.
1: Cool. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm looking forward to that one.
0: Yeah, and you get all the cool characters in the X-Men thing, and you fight a bunch of Sentinels, and it's pretty cool.
1: You fight Sentinels? Yeah, you'll see. All right, dude, maybe maybe my opinion will turn around. Like I said, because of the issues with the cameras and whatnot, it is very difficult playing with little kids because, as you know, if you don't keep up with, like, the main character, like, everybody gets teleported back to, like, wherever the hell you got stuck at, right? Right. And so I'm constantly, like, running, and then all of a sudden I end way back up because my daughter or whatever didn't keep up with me. So, I have to like constantly keep telling my kids, all right, guys, follow dad. And then they'll be like, which one are you? And I'll be like, I'm Deadpool. Follow Deadpool. And like sometimes with the camera angles, like they get stuck behind things and they're like, I can't get to you. And then everybody gets zapped back. And I'm like, oh, this is so frustrating. Like, I really just need to play this by myself.
0: (laughs) Yep. Best idea that you will ever have, man.
1: So, question on the multiplayer because i haven't got to play online yet is there chat functionality
0: uh supposedly there is i haven't figured it out yet me and red Skull tried to talk to each other and it didn't work and i didn't know if it was an error on his end or my end but i haven't had anyone else try to talk to me online
1: so when you try to play online are you playing with people that we know or are you playing with just are you have you jumped into just random people's games
0: majority of the time i just jump into random i'll create a room and random people will join my game so i just create a thing and i leave it no password on it uh-huh. and usually if you wait like it takes a while sometimes like i've waited up to 20 minutes for someone to join my game before but um so, it usually takes about like five minutes for one or two people to join your game
1: so how do you communicate If there's no chat, like, how do you guys know what you're doing and who's going where and doing
0: what? Like, because it is kind of a strategy game a little bit. Um, Um, So most of the time, because I can't communicate with the people, you know, you do your normal thing where you run over to one area and you start, like, either jumping or making some way to kind of, like, make yourself known inside the game or whatever, right? But there's also a – if you hold – I think it's the right or the left bumper or the left, tri- left trigger or whatever on it. Yeah. Um, It'll give you a menu of, like, commit, like simple commands. So there will be a button that says yes, and there will be a button that says no, and then there will be a button that says question mark, and then there will be a button that says, like, uh, whatever. Like, all kinds of different things. Hazard. Like, warning. Oh, okay. So you can do with simple commands like that. Like, if you run over to one area and before everyone else and you hit – uh, you know, question mark, question mark, question mark. People are going to usually run over towards you and be like, what?
1: Yeah, and then you can a...
0: show them whatever it is. Cause there's a bunch of little hidden things that you can unlock through each level. Like there's those boxes or whatever that glow and they're hidden throughout every level and they contain art. They contain like, uh, boosters for ISO eights. Uh, they contain all kinds of things.
1: Okay, cool. Yeah. I just, I always kind of wondered about that. Um, because I was like, "Well, how is that supposed to supposed to work?" Here's the other issue that I have with the game too. And it's not even the game. Um, it's just I got a Switch. Well, more or less specifically for this game. Plus, there's a lot of Mario games that I wanted to play with my kids that I think you get it'd to be play a lot all of the fun. old
0: NES games. Now that you bought, yeah,
1: yeah, that too. So, I mean, there's just a lot of fun stuff I get to play. There's more fun things to do on a Switch with my younger kids than there is an Xbox One. So, we got rid right. of the Xbox One and. I kept my PS4 in my office and then we got the Switch. So I'm new to the Switch console. And so I am very used to the way that the Xbox is laid out and the PS4 is laid out and the Switch is ass backwards. So (laughs) like the
0: the A button is the B button. Yeah.
1: Yes. And the B
0: button is the A button.
1: Correct. So there's a lot of like weird little things that I'm I have to get used to playing the Switch, and that's just sort of more of like a a a Switch noob thing, I guess you could say. That it's not so much the game, but it it does make the gaming experience a little more frustrating for me because I'll be hitting buttons. I'm like, why is it not doing what I want it to do? And then I realize I'm hitting the wrong button.
0: It happens. It happens. That was something I had to get used to too. Um, if it really bugs you, just remap your controller. Also, they make you Switch that. control. I think you can. And they make Switch controllers with the same, uh, that feels exactly like an Xbox controller.
1: Yeah, no, I have one of those. I have the Zelda, the, loc- uh, uh, the Link one. The green one? one. Yeah, yeah, I, I have that one, and I love that controller. But yeah. like you said, the A button is where B-button. the B button is and the it's just it's backwards and it confuses the hell out of me because I'm so used to, I've been playing Xbox and PS4 for so many years that why did you muscle change it? muscle memory I just yeah. automatically go to those and so it's super frustrating
0: it happens it happens but yeah no I think you can remap it well I'll have to take a look all right so you know moving on from Marvel Ultimate Alliance here um we have now something else marvel related we're sticking on the marvel track right now i know it's just a weird coincidence but uh a certain comic came out a few weeks ago written by jonathan hickman and the art was by pepe Larraz, who has been on our show before um we have house of x which is going to be the end all be all new beginning of the x-men in the marvel universe now it's six issues And uh, they're going to be released, like, bi-weekly, I guess, concurrently, with uh, Powers of X, which is building this new X-Men universe, um, and we got this first issue that came out now. Um, What were your thoughts on the first issue? I know that you haven't been an X-Men reader for a while, but um, hopefully this was a little bit positive. Yeah,
1: yeah, man. Uh, So obviously I was very confused on some things because of the fact I haven't read an X-Men book since the very beginning of, uh, what, X-Men Gold and X-Men Blue or whatever it was that you were making us read. Right. And uh, I just could not get into those books at all to save me, save, yeah, it was bad. So I I quit reading X-Men altogether. Um, That being said, I am a big fan of Jonathan Hickman, so I was really kind of excited to see what he did. Um, so I kind of asked you some questions about what do I need to know going into it? You kind gave me some brief overview, uh, and then I went in and I read it and there was some things obviously not being fully caught up on X-Men that was a little confusing to me, but for the most part, I would say as long as you have a high level overview of kind of what's been happening, I think it's a, I think it's a good starting point for new readers that want to jump back into X-Men. Um, There might be some things that are a little confusing, but overall I actually didn't feel super lost in it. Um, It was fairly self-explanatory what he was doing and what he was creating and kind of that sort of thing. I think the most confusing thing for me was the whole Professor X deal. Um, Aside from that, though, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I thought it was a really good start, and I'm actually pretty excited to see where it goes, and I haven't said that about an X-Men book in forever and the art is uh phenomenal, uh, which was another big issue that I had with x men books was the art was just not for me, so uh yeah, I'm super excited to see where it goes.
0: You know what's crazy is most people don't know this, but this isn't Pepe Larraz's first rodeo when it comes to x men He did an x men book with Colin Bunn, I think like three years ago, something like that, three or three two years ago, something. And I think it was colin Bunn don't quote me i'm not a, I'm not hundred percent sure, but I think it was colin Bun. he's been on an X men book before I promise you and um so I kind of knew what was going on coming into this, and it was good before, and it got even better this time. um House of X was really knocked out of the park by the art by Pepe loraz He really I think killed it. he made some of the characters like you know feel comfortable again they weren't like super cartoony they weren't like overly realistic it felt more like character designs that i grew up reading more so than people's i guess own take they felt more traditional Minus Professor X? Yes. yes minus Professor X. Minor <laughs> Professor X was a big difference. He looked a lot like the maker with the big Cerebro thing on his head. Yeah. Um, I, I still like, don't understand why Reed totally. Reed
1: Richards? What is going on? Yeah, it's
0: something to do with Astonishing X-Men. Um, it's, I didn't read Astonishing X-Men. I've only been keeping up with Uncanny, really. And then I read Golden Blue and all that. And uh, I mean... Uh, but I didn't, I didn't keep up with astonishing. That's where he popped back up in. Um, but he looks like the maker. Um Everyone else came back from the Age of X Men universe or whatever, which was not the best read. I wouldn't totally. Is that why it. Jean?
1: Is that why Jean Grey's Marvel Girl again? Yes. Yes. Okay.
0: She in the Age of X Men thing. She was Marvel Girl in that.
1: Okay. Yeah. And that's fine because I mean that's old school Jean Grey. I mean that takes it back to the '60s X Men. Uh, you know, that's Silver Age X-Men stuff. So, uh, I was totally fine with that. I thought that was kind of a cool throwback. I wasn't like, oh, this isn't Jean Grey that I love from the 90s. Uh, so I was totally fine with her being Marvel Girl. I'm like, that's Silver Age. That's cool. Uh, but yeah, the Professor X thing was super weird. Uh, cause he looks like, well, one, he's got this giant Cerebro helmet thing on his head. Uh, but from like the way that his body is shaped and the way that his face looks, I mean, he looks like a 12 year old with a giant dome on his head. So I'm a little confused on the whole professor X thing. Um, and you know, like he's not in a wheelchair, like he's capable, he's walking around and stuff. So, I mean, I'm just, I don't, I don't know. I guess we'll see where, uh, where this one goes with the professor X thing. I was just a little confused by that. Um, maybe I'll have to wiki some shit. I don't know. But, um, aside from that though, I did thoroughly enjoy it. I thought it was a really good read um and i think it's a good start for other x-men readers like myself that maybe weren't into the most recent stuff but they they like hickman and they want to give it a shot i say go for it you know just kind of get a high level overview of kind of what's been happening just so you kind of have an understanding um and then dive right in i don't think you're really gonna i think nova read it too if i remember right and i think he was kind of in the same boat so uh yeah don't uh don't have any worries about that just dive right in and i've heard from other comic readers, nothing negative about House of X. I think every, some people said that it felt very similar to other Hickman stuff, which sure, but either way, it doesn't mean it's bad just because it's familiar. doesn't make it bad. So,
0: and also I want to clarify real fast to everyone who's listening. The reason why we're not talking about powers of X, even though powers of X has come out is because recording this, like the weekend before it comes out. So, I mean, we're going to have opinions later on on it, but that's why we're focusing on House of X right now. Um, yes. so, that also being said, I really enjoyed this story, too. I like the way it was written. I like the Krakoa thing with the flowers and the medicines and all that. It really gave the X-Men, like, a sense of importance, especially when establishing their own nation. This isn't just a regular Genosha or something like that, you know. This is, like, they finally have their utopia. Now, that being said, um, they are the gods, or so Magneto says at the end of this whole thing. Um... But what leaves well, me curious about it is um I told you recently that before this there was Age of X-Men, right? And I told you that I hadn't read through all of that, but I read the beginning of it, and I recently bought The End, which was the Omega issue. I read that today, uh, right before this podcast, actually, and the ending of it has something that has me confused with uh, House of X that I think that you should know, and I think that people should know going into this who haven't read Age of X-Man, because I'm not just going to sit there and make you read this crappy storyline like you should probably know this going into (laughs) this i've realized okay so house of at the end of age of x-man um nate gray basically created the you know there's age of apocalypse nate gray created age of x-man which is sown what if mutants ran the world and humans were basically the minority thing okay So it's like Mm -hmm. the complete opposite of what we know as the X-Men universe. At the end of it, um, obviously, everyone gets sent back to the regular 616, and that's how we have our Gene Grays and everyone else back in the normal universe and Magneto and stuff. But at the end of the issue, um, Magneto is the one that's supposed to kill the whole universe, basically, this Age of X-Men universe or whatever, this utopia, which is like, what uh, basically what magneto always wanted you know Uh, they wanted mutants to be in charge and um one of the things that happens is they're sitting there with a life seed and all the other people get sent home and he's the last one to be sent home and then him and nate start talking and being like hey you know i understand that everyone else couldn't see this but I could see this growing up, this is what I always wanted, Magneto says. He's like, you've shown me the perfect world that I always envisioned, which is the complete opposite of what was I currently living in, especially like when he was first being persecuted as a kid. So he lets um, Nate Gray keep the universe, basically. He's like, we're going to kill this, but we're going to start this over at the same time and we're gonna make it exactly what we want it without the x-men holding us back and so they form some kind of weird alliance at the end of age of x-men and but that's what leaves me confused is because they stay in that world it looks like but you see magneto wandering around in house of x as the guy who's like all those people that are trying to influence the X world and steal stuff and take yeah, he's, like the,
1: tu- he's, the he's like the guide. tour he's the tour guy yeah
0: yeah so it leaves you to wonder is Magneto really playing on their side or is he using this to further his own agenda with X Men
1: yeah well and also in this one too Magneto made it seem like uh, Professor X is is the leader um, of this he's like Charles allows you to be here and blah 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 so. Uh, I also find it a little odd. I think there's something going on because I find it a little odd that Magneto is so willing to be submissive, be submissive. Yeah. And kind of bow down to, to that whole thing. So it's, uh, it's interesting. I don't know. We'll see where it goes. I- I'm intrigued. It definitely made me interested in the X-Men again. The only thing I do have to say that I'm slightly skeptical on is the quality of the art being a biweekly book. Um, is Pepe Loraz, is he doing every title or are they switching Are they switching uh, artists and stuff? Do you know how that's going to work? I
0: think that he's done every title, but I think they're ahead right now. Oh,
1: okay. So, yeah, as long as the art stays consistent and stuff, I'm all about it, man. It was uh, it was a good book. I I enjoyed it. And I'm interested to see what happens with the the powers of X and, you know, get everything going. I I saw an interview with Hickman where he kind of seemed like he was. Throwing shade, as the youngins would say today, um, at the uh, current X Men writers before he took over, so like Rosenberg and stuff, uh, where he said basically, you know, like yeah, like when you play in a sandbox, you pick up all your toys and put them away when you're done. Like you don't, you don't leave your toys out for other people to have to clean up your damn messes. Mm. And so it sort of seemed like, because I guess apparently Matthew Rosenberg was going around like killing off everybody in the X-Men yep. books. Like everybody was just dying. So I think he, I don't know if it was shade or not. It definitely seemed that way. And um, in, the, in the interview with him, he didn't like call anybody out by name or anything. But he just said, you know, like when you play in a big sandbox like this, you pick up your toys when you're done. You don't leave them out for other people to clean up your shit. So was he? I don't know, but I I found it interesting that that happened to come out right around the time that Matthew Rosenberg is killing off every single X-Men character. <laughs> Maybe that's his way of putting the toys away. I don't know. But...
0: Possibly. Well, you know, speaking of cleanup and what's to come, um, after our House of X and our Powers of X, uh, we have a series of X-Men issues that have been revealed that are going to follow up starting in October um, we have titles uh well, I mean do you have you do you, you see have the list pulled up with me yeah okay, yeah, so, and there
1: is there is uh th- there's some a bunch. people that were complaining about the new uh logo uh logos, I guess I should say um they uh the logos were different I, I can't lie though, man, I really like the new mutants logo. Yeah.
0: No, definitely. No, they did a good job with this. But let, here, before we get into that, let's name off what, what these things are just so people know what we're talking about real fast, okay? So uh, the first issue that they have listed here is going to be by Hickman and uh Yu. I think that's how you say it, Linil. Anyways, I'm familiar with them. They've been around with Marvel for a long time. Um, but it's X-Men. It's just self-titled, and it says it's going to be like a Tour de France day, uh, Tour de Force, I guess you should say. Tour de Force of the X-Men world. You know, it's just your general X-Men title. Um, next, we have Excalibur, and it's going to feature Captain Britain, which is cool. And um, we're going to see, you know, Psylocke, I guess.
1: Brand new Captain Brand Britain. Brand
0: new. And we're going to have our Rogue, our Gambit, Jubilee, Richter, and Apocalypse. Apocalypse is going to be a member of the team as a good guy.
1: When did this happen? Um, Age of X-Men. Okay.
0: Yeah, he like became, he saw the way, I guess. All right, I don't cool, know where we're going to roll with it. I'm, I'm I, telling I you, it's guess. not something that I'm super hyped about, but we're just going to say, that's okay, cool. I guess. Maybe it'll be good. I don't know. Maybe it'll it's be good. never happened, so we'll see. Um, right. But anyway, so that's your Excalibur team this October. Um, then we have the Marauders by Jerry Dugan and um, Interior Art by Matteo Loli and covers by Russell Dauterman. Um It's featuring Kitty Pride, Emma Frost, Storm, Pyro, Bishop, and Iceman, which sounds, I mean, that's a pretty cool sounding team to me. Um, it's a perfect example of taking a name you're familiar with and a bunch of characters and it looks like nonsense is what Hickman said. If we told you what the pitch is right now, you wouldn't understand. So fair enough, (laughs) we'll find out what that is all about, I guess, but at least we know the characters. Then we have what you were talking about, which was new mutants by Hickman and Brisson, Brisson, Ed Brisson. Is that how you say his name? Ed Brisson. Yeah, Yeah, I think so. And, um, art is by Rod Reese. Reese I'm assuming um and what he said is when you see the roster you're going to be like Jonathan is doing (laughs) you're going to be like Jonathan's doing that bit uh Hickman teased and I am and I am I've been waiting a really long time to write it and it's going to be really good so it sounds like uh, they're excited about New Mutants I guess um it's only going to be co-written uh by Brisson the first issue of the series.
1: The first arc of the series, and then after that, Brisson's taking over full-on writing duties.
0: Yeah, so, I mean, uh, that's gonna be cool, I guess. We haven't had, like, a proper New Mutants title in a while. Hopefully it'll go longer than seven issues. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And then, um, the next one is the one that I think sounds, the the creative team-wise, this sounds the most interesting to me. Okay? So, it's Fallen Angels, which... I don't know exactly. It's going to be, it sounds like kind of cool team. Um, but it's our boy, Brian Edward Hill. And then it has art by Simon Kudronsky Kudransky, who did Spawn for a little bit too. And he has a very, like, stylized, like, his own style of art. So this is going to be uh, a little weird. And it says that the series um, is going to consist of characters like X-23, Cable, and Psylocke. So... I don't know. We'll we'll see with this one. This one's like a big mystery, but I mean, I like Brian. Brian's cool.
1: Yeah, Brian's cool covers by Ashley Witter, who uh I've met a handful of times now. Uh she came really known for the X23 stuff that she was doing. So her covers, the Doctor Afra covers and stuff for Star Wars too. Um there's Quoriers, her indie series that she did with uh um Ash uh Maxo as well mm-hmm. like She's a very, very, very talented artist. Um, so I'm kind of interested to see at least what the covers are on this.
0: Awesome. Yeah, it should be pretty cool. And these are both coming out in uh, New Mutants and Fallen Angels are both coming out in November 2019. And then we have our last one. And this is the one that I think sounds really, really, really cool. Because you know me, and I'm a big 90s X-Men guy. And I know you're a big 90s X-Men guy, too. But um, it's x-force man but it's written by benjamin percy and i couldn't name another benjamin if percy was, yeah benjamin
1: percy's dope he wrote uh, green arrow rebirth for a while when uh dc did their rebirth stuff uh he was writing green arrow for a while and green arrow is not really a character that you think about and you go oh that's an interesting character um but benjamin percy did a great job writing it and actually made him a very uh, interesting read. So I enjoy it. I'm actually really excited uh, to see what Benjamin Percy does on
0: this. Very cool. So we have Benjamin Percy writing in then interior art by Joshua Sasura, and covers by Dustin Weaver. And um, it's your traditional X-Men Black Ops team. And uh, the reason why I said this sounds really cool is just the characters involved. Um, you have your Jean Grey, you have Beast, Sage, Wolverine, Kid Omega, which is a random one. And then Domino. Um, Kid Omega is also uh, Quentin Quire, right? Sure. Yeah. I don't know. Quentin Quire is a, uh, a butthole. Um, let's just put it that way. He's a doucher. Um, he's like your typical millennial. Like, he is the epitome of what boomers hate about millennials, okay? All but right. he's a psychic, like telepath, like Jean Grey. So he can really get under your skin.
1: All right. He's
0: cool. Hey, he can be cool sometimes. Um but yeah, I mean, that's coming out November 2019, and um, I'm excited for that one. I'm always big X-Force guy, you know, the grittier, whatever. And it has Wolverine and Beast and Jean on the same team, which is dope. I don't know if you're excited yeah, about it'll be that. Are be you excited about big any team? of these? Uh, Are you actually reading yeah, any of these?
1: I guess. Yeah, no, I'll check them out and give them a few issues to see what I think. Um. I'm not going to lie, man. A lot of the turnoffs for me over the last couple of years, these X-Men titles um, have a lot of the issues I've had, have been with the interior art. Um, I'm, if a book doesn't have good art or decent art for me, it's a, I don't care how good the writing is. It, it, for me, a comic book, it has the writing and the art. Like it's two different things, but when they flow together so well, it makes for a really awesome comic book. And when you have one that's good and one that's bad, whether it be the art or the writing, I feel like it really takes away from the other part of the book that might be really good. So like, if the art's really bad, I feel like it takes away from the writing and the writing could be freaking amazing. But if the art isn't displaying that, I feel like it really pulls from the story and vice versa. So if you have really awesome art, but not so good writing, it makes it hard to enjoy a book at least for me personally um so that honestly man that's why i haven't been able to read x-men books lately because the interior arts have just not been good um you know i haven't been able to enjoy them and then that and then the writing just didn't really seem like it was I mean, you're an X-Men guy, and even coming from you, you're like, yeah, it's not good. I'm like, okay, cool, I don't have to read it.
0: <laughs> yeah, you don't have to read it. Don't worry about no age of X-Men or anything. Just know so, yeah. that it was a fake universe, and it may or may not exist anymore.
1: So, yeah, no, I mean, I am uh, I am super excited for the uh, what's to come, though. I think the writers that they have set up with Benjamin Percy, Brian Edward Hill, Ed Brisson, Jonathan Hickman, Teeny Howard, like... Those are all really solid writing teams. I'm not familiar with any of the art. Jerry Dugan, I'm not familiar with any of the artists, though. So I can't, I have no idea what any of the art's going to look like. I'm not familiar with any of those artists. Um, but uh, the writing teams all sound great, so I'm super excited about that. Oh, I take that back. Lano Fran- uh, Francis-, Francis Yu, I know his art. He was great. Um, but like that's really the only one that I know, um, aside from Pepe Larraz, who's doing... But he's not going to be on these main X-Men titles or whatever going forward. Um, So yeah, I guess I don't know, man. I don't know what these other artists look like. Hopefully it's good.
0: Hopefully it's good. Hopefully it's something that we'll recognize, not something super stylized, and hopefully it's not uh, cartoony like X-Force has been in the past.
1: Fingers crossed. Yes, sir. I mean... When you got a book like X-Force, you need it to be dark and gritty and, you know, not... You need Wolverine cutting people or. in half. Yeah, dude, yeah. you need something cool. I don't know. We'll see how it goes. I'm excited, though. I am. I'll, we'll definitely check it out and see where it pans
0: out and go from there. Awesome, awesome all right everybody well that is gonna end this week's episode of four guys in a comic be sure to tune in again soon who knows when that will be and um but hopefully sooner than later especially uh now that we have tap back from his eight month plus hiatus over here joining us once again family man number one on top oozing with success right <laughs> sure, <Yeah. laughs> I may be putting you over a little bit more than I should, but whatever, right? You just, just That's roll with right. it. We'll roll with I'll, it. I'll take it. A little inflation to the ego. I'll take it. All right, all right. So, see you guys soon, and um, hopefully sooner than later. Bye. Ciao.